Hey everyone, welcome to the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. I'm Carson Gibbons, and this is episode number six, which means that for the last six weeks now, I've been getting to sit down with my good friend B-Rad for a weekly catch-up, and you eavesdroppers have been peeping in on us. So, Mr. B-Rad, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Carson Gibbons. <laughs> Happy to be here recording with you for the sixth week in a row. That's pretty great. I was looking at our analytics, and you know, it only goes back about six or seven weeks now, but... We've had a lot of like traffic in the in that time period. Yes. Thank you to all the listeners once again. Shout out to the family and friends <laughs> and maybe like one or two strangers. Yeah, no, I was talking to I was talking to Ellen the other day. She has this podcast called uh, Balance Movers and Shakers podcast and she's got this like whole online presence for it, a, a website, social media, all of the things that we haven't really like dedicated ourselves to. And she has no, like nobody in her personal network is actively listening to that podcast like ours, but she has, when you look at the geography of people that have listened to her podcast, she's been listened to in like 48 countries or something crazy. Now, granted, it's always like a brand new, unique visitor who has no idea who she is. Like they're coming for the topical format, but our engagement is so different. And dude, give me a fist bump because last mm. week, dude, we, uh, our average consumption per episode doubled last week. That religion rant that we went on, I'm telling you, no drop-offs, baby. All right. <laughs> it was like that that podcast was listened to in total hours double the next rival. And that was one of our longest episodes. It was. So I guess in part that makes sense, right? But <laughs> <laughs> Long, longer episode, longer time listened. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> No, but we've had we've created seven hours and thirty-two minutes of content. Um, we've had three hundred streams of the podcast across nine platforms in twelve states and about fifty markets. And uh, we've had get this. So you know your normal hour forty, like your forty-hour work week or whatever. Okay. Um, t picture that. That's the amount of time that people have listened to our podcast. Forty hours. Wow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> everybody's just looking at the episodes and they're like uh two hours of pop that's 20 listens from mom <laughs> no that's that's awesome um i appreciate all of your ears so what's been on man oh you know went to austin this past weekend with courtney and uh celebrated she my she's doing well she's actually here with me today wait what do you mean oh she's like I mean, she's in the other room. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been getting in the habit of I'm trying to respect Brad's time whenever he comes to the uh, the Dallas studio because he's always coming from Keene when he gets out of school. But uh, so I had everything set up in the, the podcast studio today and he just comes in and we start recording. That's why we're a little haphazard. You brought your girlfriend to the podcast? Yeah, she's here, man. I figured we could get dinner afterwards. Or, you know. Courtney, get get up. What? I can't believe that you would spring this. Okay, hand her the microphone. Get up, oh, get up, all right. get out of here. You're all right, Brad's mind. Brad's leaving the studio. I'm gonna I'm gonna grill Courtney for a second. Oh boy. All right, Mike, up to the mouth. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is a really untraditional way to meet somebody. No kidding. So I don't approve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really care. Uh, that's why I get to be the drive time host here. Um. 
wow, I have a billion questions to ask you. Ask Who are me. you? Where are you from? What do you want with my friend? <laughs> um, do you want me to answer all of them? Yes, in <laughs> okay. sequence. Um, my name is To Courtney, my satisfaction. Obviously. Um, y'all know I'm a nurse, I'm sure. Yes, I think. Right? Yeah, okay. we, we have discussed that on the podcast. Okay. You, you've been uh, mentioned in at least three episodes, I would say, at this point. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm actually from the Fort Worth area. Um, I grew up in Keene that area too um i actually went to cta where bradley's teaching um which i'm That's sure my mom went you guys know um what, what else did you ask me oh, so you you him? went oh, to the high school that he teaches at yes how long ago was that um <laughs> It wasn't that. Well, you're long a nurse, ago. so you have yes. to you have so, to have gone through college at this point. So that's that's. A good I thing. graduated high school in 2015. Oh my goodness! Yes, that's, I'm a child. We know. <laughs> that's four years after I finished Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bradley, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I think it's only like what. Five years? It's 38 five years, years, something like that. It's only five years. It's okay. not that bad. It is weird because uh, Brad, so I'm less than two years older than Brad, but because of the way my school years fell and the way I did college, mm -hmm. I graduated in 2011. So I was 21 years old. Like I was still probably pretty young. Gotcha. Like, but if you go 18, 19, 20, 21, mm -hmm. it's the way it worked out for me. Um, I don't know how old Brad was when he graduated, but he graduated he graduated in 2014. Um, well, I knew that. I was asking yeah, how old because, he was. So I was thinking about this, and I couldn't really peg exactly when or where I met him. And That was going to be one of my questions. So, well, here you go. Um, so in high school, CTA is right across the street from Southwestern, of course. And senior year, we were – there was a group of girls and I. We played all varsity sports. We were – Done with high school, so we attended all the Vespers, all the games, and we were already trying to introduce ourselves into that Swahoo lifestyle because that's where we were planning on going. Hanging with the upperclassmen. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's where I met him, but I can't, I can't peg exactly like when or where if it was like at Southwestern because I mean I. So you you can't quite remember whether or not you met in high school or in college. <laughs> well, because, I get it. So when I graduated, <laughs> stay murky on that. <laughs> like he was leaving as I was coming in. You know what I mean? No. So <laughs> well, and and Brad's always we've discussed this on the podcast. Brad's in touch with a lot. I'm in touch with a lot of age groups, all of which are older than me. So like mm -hmm. from 28 to death at this point. Okay. But he's always been good at like having the relationships to death as well as like younger than him, partly because he's an educator, partly because, right. you know, he's actually just willing to lend his mentorship capabilities. But, mm -hmm. um, okay, keep going. So you met, um, somewhere you went to Swallow for nursing. Southwestern. Yes. I graduated this year <clears throat> from Southwestern and then I'm in Temple being a nurse. Temple, Temple, Texas. Okay. And so it's it's honestly it's halfway in between Waco and Austin. Okay. So it's not bad. It's only an hour and a half. Interesting. Um, so how are you guys handling long distance so far? It's really not long distance. Yeah, actually, we were talking about that <laughs> a couple episodes ago, where you were saying it's like an hour and forty five minutes or something like that. It's like a weird. It's not. 
like I was making the point to him, like everybody's had a relationship where it's like Mm -hmm. less than an hour away and one that's like 20 hours away. Yeah. So one an hour and 45 minutes is like just this awkward thing. But it seems like you guys are doing what I would do, which would be, you know, a couple times a week, try Mm -hmm. to hit every weekend type deal. Yeah. And like I said, like it's not bad because I am a nurse. I only work three days a week. Yeah. So if I'm stacking my days, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have the rest of the week off. I come home. I see my family. I see him. Do all the things. So what's it like uh, dating an older man? Like, what's your biggest gripe about dating someone so much older? He goes to bed at 8 o'clock. 8 (laughs) o'clock. You're trying to to turn up in Temple? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Honestly, so far at this time, I have zero complaints. Wow. Except he does snore. <laughs> I can see anybody that knows Bradley and the way that he <laughs> yes, looks. It is. He looks like a big bear. We should have named this Two Bears One Closet, but <laughs> <laughs> Two Bears One Cave was already taken. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Court, this is a awesome way to meet you. I'm glad that you could avail our listeners of I'm the real. when, where, how of how I this promise. happened. You're real. I'm real. You're not. Uh, you're not his iPhone app, her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I'll let you off the hot seat. I've got to go back to giving Brad endless crap over. Please do dating such a younger woman. Yeah, please do. He but a lovely it. one at that. So, congrats to you both. Thanks for Thanks. coming on. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Everybody to play her out. Yay! All right, that's enough. All right, B Ren. Wow, way to just crash the podcast just you're like want to make it official to the world who was the aunt that was griping on facebook my aunt mindy mindy yeah mindy did they actually they, officially... they have met okay no. i was about to be like yo mindy <laughs> just nah. met his girl on the podcast what's up oh my so when did when did they meet you took her to um, like two and... weeks ago okay did uh mindy reference her post on facebook or did you give her any crap um, I, yeah, I was just like, well, you know, like I knew that they were all going to meet in due time. I just didn't want her to be like overwhelmed to meet all of my family at one time. Cause she might that's run. A, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just did bits by bit by bit. Bits and, by bits. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Next topic. Well, congrats, B-Rat. She's adorable. Yeah. She's wonderful. That's, I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. So why, why is she in town? Um, we had our blue and white game last night. That's our school colors and uh, our varsity and JV boys and girls played against each other. And then we had like a staff versus a student association game. It was a huge fundraising night. I ended up being the MC and, uh, I think everybody had a good time. The MC. Yeah. I was like the host, uh, of everything. And so I just kind of. You like kicked off the Olympic I, games. I kicked off the Olympic <laughs> games. We had a huge halftime show to where um, our athletic director, he has like this gnarly mustache, like just like a thick, like good old boy mustache. Hmm. And uh, his wife has actually only ever seen him without that mustache once. And uh, so for a fundraiser, I hatched a plan with her that if we raised enough money, we would shave off his mustache. And uh, he's a man of the people. And, you know, he, he's... He's a huge supporter of the kids as well. And so he said if we raised $1,000, he would shave it off. And we did. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, because he has a heart for the people and because it'll grow back in like four days. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like his head. <laughs> well, it, it's like it's like a part of him, you know, like you just have something for so long. Like it, it really was a part of him. Like the kids were freaking out because nobody has ever seen him without a mustache. Do you remember that parody group of uh, remember back when we were in college and poor Dean Knight was getting ridden out of town on a pole. Yeah. So there was a group that said, save Dean Knight. That was, that was a very active engaged group. (laughs) But then there was a parody shave Dean Knight. Oh man. That provided, uh, there's nothing like a good parody account. I used to go to, I talked about being on the board of AMA in the past American marketing association. They used to have for the executive board teams of every different market. They would send you to, they would say Chicago. It was actually Rosemont. <laughs> and it was like the worst weekend of the year. And they would send you to like this hotel that uh, you never left the hotel all weekend. And there were just breakout sessions and all of this stuff for marketing all weekend type deal. And there was a, a parody account that was just, it was real time. So like you'd be watching Twitter. You'd be, because yeah. everybody's like hashtagging, trying to get, you know, retweets and, you know. Here's what this person is talking about with a picture of this person while they're talking about it, you know, right. just trying to get the the Twitter love. And so uh, the, the parody account is real time. So they'll be like mocking the person speaking at the front. And I, I whoever's done it the last couple of years has been spot on. It is it's called AMA Confessions. And it is so their gift game is incredible. Oh, wow. Is wow. it GIF or GIF? Well, it's supposed to be. Jif, but everyone pronounces it GIF. Choosy moms choose Jif. Jif's my favorite peanut butter. Yeah, sounds pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Creamy or crunchy? I'm going to need you to volley the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Service? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hit the net <laughs> once again. Welcome to the uh, Brad physically reacts to Carson's verbal. <laughs> words on a podcast that's audio only oh. <laughs> b-rad what's happening so you bring are you flabbergasted because you bring the girlfriend to the live taping here yes mistake technically every taping is live right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is still hey uh dude, dude update on uh shout out to george rosa uh yeah he, that meant a lot that he hollered at us on facebook about our conspiracy theory stuff right and there is an update did you see all the Project Veritas stuff for Jeffrey Epstein with the ABC reporter on the hot mic? I'm going to be real with you. I mostly saw all of the memes. Oh, really? Yes. Man. People, there was like a, they, somebody went into Target and you know how you can get uh, different Christmas stockings with like your initials on them. Somebody spelled out with all of the Christmas stockings. Um, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, <laughs> thought yeah. that was pretty creative. No, there's a, a, there's a, yeah, I saw a pregnancy test one, like (laughs) Epstein didn't kill himself or something. Um, no, I'm talking about, did you see the leaked tape? Uh, there was an ABC producer that leaked a reporter and forgive me, I don't remember her name, but I'd never heard of her before, but she's on GMA, all of the different news programs for ABC, uh, flagship news. And she was caught on hot mic having a discussion with her producer around the time that all of the Epstein stuff was coming out. And she was basically saying like, first of all, have you heard about this? No, hit me. Okay. So this just dropped like within the last 48 hours. Like I watched the project Veritas video on YouTube, I think two days ago. And then it hit like my Twitter explore feed today. 
Got it. So basically, she's just having this extended conversation with her producer about how she had all of the dirt on Epstein three years ago. She was ready to go. She was locked and loaded. They'd done this whole undercover investigative. I, I can never say that word. Investigative. There we go. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man. On air, off air, that word has always gotten me. It's so frustrating. Investigative. Investigative. Yeah. You do it better than me. Thanks. Anyway, um, so they'd done this whole thing and they had this whole thing packaged with like evidence. She goes, we had Clinton. She goes, the stuff that we had, like they had stuff on the prince that we've referenced. They had stuff on a lot of stuff. on. She made it sound like they could sink Bill Clinton's boat permanently based off the evidence that she had gathered. And ABC ended up squashing this whole story. And they kept saying, like, she would be in the briefing room or whatever, and she would be talking about the updates on the story, and they would just be like, who cares? Like, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Like, he's an educator turned billionaire? Like, who cares? Like, so he has... just, like, dismissing it? Yeah, and I... It was weird, though, because when I heard that rebuttal, I had to go back and think, well, contextually... Why does Jeffrey Epstein matter to so many mainstream people all of a sudden? Because it's not like he was, you remember when Big Poppy got shot in the Dominican Republic this summer, right. you know, there was generations of us that watched him, you know, dominate with the Bosox that, yeah. you know, tremendous outpouring of support towards him, blah, blah, blah. But Jeffrey Epstein, you know, we're all following this investigation and, and conspiracy. Like we know him and we don't know him. Like what, what context were you introduced to him in? that you cared because it, it was just weird the way that they were saying, like, this is just some boring vanilla white guy that might be a, a very rich pedophile essentially. Yeah. So when did you first hear about it? Cause I can never remember um, this type of stuff. So I first heard about him whenever he was arrested and put in, like, I didn't know of him honestly before any of that happened. I guess my, my deeper question is not like physically, how did you hear about it? What was the thing about it that, stood out to you that you were like, this is going to matter. Was it the fact that it was a billionaire? Was it the fact that it was a pedophile? Was it the ties to the, you know, very powerful men? What was the, I mean, at, for at, you? at first it was the ties, like the people that he's connected with, because, you know, that's, that's interesting. And there are a lot of important people right now that could be taken down. Should all of that be true? And then it was this, you know, we talked about how he was killed or, or if he did, you know, commit suicide, which is, improbable but uh that just made me start paying attention to a lot more so it really wasn't until his death that i started keeping up with it more interesting wow so like very recently then yes well go check out i, I actually uh, looked up project veritas uh, they do a lot of the they do a lot of like the um, um have a camera hanging from like their uh, necklace or whatever and mm -hmm. they'll go talk to a cnn media producer over lunch at the local haunt and they'll just like get the real scoop on yeah. stuff try to expose them yeah i so, like that yeah <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff in the news recently i saw I, i'm a big 60 minutes guy i know that that's probably one of the oldest things about me but if it's sunday night i like hearing the the ticker right i was famous as a child for saying why don't they just call it an hour <laughs> <laughs> but now I get it. Three stories, one every 20 minutes. And now you don't have that bushy eyed Andy Rooney or whatever. You yeah. know, what's the deal with toothpaste? 
<laughs> but anyway, no, Joe Biden was on it what, a week You've ago. You've been working on that bit. No, no, no. <laughs> this is all improvisation. Brad, <laughs> man. You've been waiting to get off that joke. No, if I'd been working on this, like, you think it would be a little bit more polished than that? No. Anyway. It's not a solid impression. I, I very critiquingly listened to last week's podcast and I was like, why did I go into my, you know, faux Bill Clinton voice and not really do it well? Like, it was kind of embarrassing, but it's okay. <laughs> Sounded more like deranged George W. or something. Yeah. Um. Anyway, going back to what I was saying, Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes and uh, 60 Minutes did a report like a week later saying, hey, here's the here's the feedback from the fans. And they had one email from each side saying one was you didn't go hard enough on him. And the other one was like, why would you essentially help boost him? You know, why was this a paid advertorial for his campaign? Right. And uh, his campaign is hurting. Like in the last quarter, you know, the socialist has raised $30 million and he's raised nine. Yes. So. Yeah. It's looking more and more bleak for him, in my opinion. But dude, election day is less than a year away. Yep. We are what, 360 something days away? I believe so. And uh, I don't know if I'm sure you're going to bring it up, but you know, Beto dropping out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up because didn't even seem newsworthy. It's like <laughs> he announced and we're like, yeah, are you yeah. you're reporting old news? You've been out of it <laughs> since before you started. Right. Yeah, I heard I was talking to some Democrats over the weekend and they were saying that he should have run for Senator Cornyn's seat. Yeah, and, I've heard a lot of that as well. But I always said, you know, I've uh, I shouldn't say anything, but I voted Beto in 2018. Okay. Largely because I thought Ted Cruz was kind of insufferable, you know, like agreed. I just didn't want to look at him. But now that he's grown that beard, he's a lot better to look at. Like he looks a lot less like Satan's butt. He, he looks a lot less like the Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's. <laughs> <laughs> but John Cornyn seems like more of a, a likable guy. Yeah. You know, just, hi, I'm bland white guy. Right. Representing the South of Just Texas. very mayonnaise. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't look like Lucifer yeah. like Ted Cruz did without yeah. the beard. Like, yeah, it's, there's no spice. You just, you know what you're getting. And that makes people feel comfortable. I don't know if, did he, did he drop the F-bomb as he got out of the race like he did the last time? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think he did. I didn't see any of that. What a silly young boy thinking that he could be president. Like, for real, the the big critique that I've seen about him in the mainstream, like, I'm in addition to 60 Minutes, I like SNL, and especially around these types of times. Oh, yeah. And SNL, I'm always interested to see how they hit you, you know, like, where they're going to hit each candidate. Yeah. And, yeah, with him, <laughs> the just like a lot of jokes about being a boy in an oversized suit and just like, you know, hi, I'm Mr. Gumption. I'm running for president. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think he's going to do next? Uh, I don't know. Stay, stay in local politics, I guess. I, to be he honest, should I don't just, know. Dude, the whole purpose of doing all of this, the whole reason probably, a lot of people have speculated the reason why Trump ran was just to form like Trump News Corporation was just to form like the book club and the mailing list and to be able to direct sell to a rabid group of fans for the rest of his life. Have you watched the new Seth Meyers stand up? No, 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 no. I have not. He has a bit 
in which he claims that himself and Obama are responsible for Trump's presidency. Oh, yeah. He's been on that because of the correspondence dinner. Correct. Yeah, he's been on that for, I don't know. I'm anxious to check out that special. I personally think that his show kind of sucks, but um, uh, the special I watched it last night. I thought it was uh, thought it was pretty good. Um, you watched the whole thing. Well, I watched it until you know I, I put something on until I fall asleep. But I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> I, I I think I have like 20, 30 minutes left. Um, but it was interesting. Whenever he got to his political jokes, he actually made an option to where you can click it to skip all of the political jokes like because people are so tired of hearing you know uh donald what yeah there's an option to skip ahead is it just like rolls credits once you do it (laughs) that's all he has no no because he talks about his wife and like her uh her pregnancy and his children i hate things like that i hate that stuff i hate when i like my comedians to be like you know, an abuser of substances and very personally flawed, he, unable to keep a relationship. I will say he he does it kind of cleverly because he's like, okay, and this is the part where we're going to bring back the audience. And then he's like, and that's why I think we should give the president a chance. I think he's like a really good guy or something to that effect. And it's really to entice the people to go back and actually listen to all the jokes that he had on it. Um, oh. I, I thought it was done somewhat cleverly so the production value was the interesting point for you like, right it all, it's almost like a bandersnatch like choose your own adventure like you want to hear seth talk about <laughs> politics no skip ahead right and then he kind of captures you and it's like whoa how did he get there and so entice them to go back to it so you did skip the i didn't no, okay. i didn't Interesting. but he explains to the audience that okay in like 10 seconds this is where they're going to catch up and then he like gives that line interesting I need to watch that one um, again. I think we talked about this last week, but Netflix, uh, just the queue is totally, they know I want to watch the brand new standup releases the moment they come out, at least yeah. give me access to them. Right. Um, you know, and you so, don't get notified. Well, by like with the email preferences. No, there's like a notification that I get whenever something new comes out that they think that I'll like. Kind of like a Facebook notification. I do too. I just think it's wrong. Oh, and you know what? I have like, I forget I have three households on yeah. my Netflix. So it's just sending me a bunch of stuff. It's sending you me typically stuff from- like like and dislike the things that you watch as well? Because that helps. The, well, that helps the algorithm. I didn't even like, know it was an option. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're not liking what they. Well, and Netflix is so. You. I feel like I'm on a, a deprecated version of Apple TV at this point. Like I have like a, one of the original versions. So I'm not sure how much different my Netflix interface is on my Apple TV versus on mobile. Yeah. But on mobile, I actually have access to view trailers, to like right. like stuff, to uh, there's a coming soon yep. feed that it sends me all the like that's really cool. And I'm always thinking, why don't they have that for what just dropped? You know, like don't show me what's coming up. What what do I need to already catch up on? Because there's so much content out there. Because last night I spent the night watching Arsenio Hall. Yeah. The new Netflix special that he has. Right. I I have not se- I've seen it advertised. I have not watched it. Where have you seen it advertised? On Netflix. Like I for me it sh- it oh, shows so like you, all of the you, new releases. Okay. How are you consuming it most most of the time? Like on what device? Yes. My laptop. Okay. Interesting. I never watch Netflix on my laptop. Mm. Ever. If I'm 
if I'm in bed, it's phone. If I'm like anywhere else, it's TV or I, I do a lot of phone. Actually, they, Netflix actually came out and said that 50 percent of streams are mobile. Interesting. I don't watch too much on my phone, but oh, well. Um, the weekly catch up podcast is consumed 61 percent by Apple podcasts Ooh. and 80 percent by the, the further we get in here. Like, I think a couple people clicked on like the actual anchor page. You can access at weekly catch up podcast dot com. Um, but we've gotten very minimal YouTube views. Right. Which I'm just putting it there is like just to have it just to have it, you know, like not actively promoting that. It's not really if I could direct the traffic anywhere, it's generally to the Apple podcast. Yeah, I, I think the last link that I shared was also from there rather than Spotify or, or anything like that. Actually, that's the interesting thing. Uh, let's talk about Spotify because Spotify is steadily the number two streamed platform. Yeah, and they're they're shoveling a lot of money to to boost that up. I think they want to be number one. I don't know if you saw my um, my Twitter this week when I was going back and forth. Did you know Al Muya at SWO? He was the no. he was a comm student. He was more on the. Uh, is he the guy that shared a book with you? Yes. Okay. Okay. I did see something like that. Yes. Very cool. He was probably way before your time because. He graduated with me or the year before me, I believe. Something like that. Got it. Um, I know he was older than me. And last time I checked in, he was working in like a um, a newsroom or for like some sort of publication or something like that. Um, but working in the comms field, which is really cool because all the students from that program, there were a lot of weird kids in that program, dude. Like, yep. Yeah. You remember. Um, <laughs> I think they tried to vote me class or like a program president of that club like two or three times and i quit going to the meetings because i was like i'm sorry i i kept turning them down like i'm not gonna be this guy um but al was always really cool and he shared with me on twitter um this book that i actually did pick up called the four okay uh by scott galloway it's like a new york times bestseller but it's basically going through some of the the core dna points of um amazon apple facebook and google and so people are referring to those guys as the four horsemen. And so the question that he was raising, and he shared another YouTube link that I need to go look into. I didn't actually watch the video, but they're talking about Spotify being the fifth horseman. And just because all of the whatever's happened with licensing music, I know that they're the number one streaming. I've heard a lot of news about them recently, but yeah. they're the number one streaming platform for all of music, obviously. Yeah. But their podcast play is really interesting. Yeah. And that started like last summer or the summer before um, where they just opened up the floor for podcasting. And now they have like original podcasts. I mean, during our first episode, you asked me which ones I listened to. I listened to the the top one that I listened to is the Joe Budden podcast. He's an old rapper and his two friends talk about like the music industry and stuff like that. And um, he has a deal with Spotify uh, where his episodes air on there first, and then you can find them elsewhere a few days later. I, I thought his deal was that they got every third episode or something like no, that. No, no, no. It's every episode beforehand, and they, they record twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesday, so so Spotify gets it first. Yes. For how long? Uh, I think for like, I don't know, three to five days, and then they have like a YouTube video where they actually record, and you can see them. Um is it not on Apple? It, I believe it is, but like I said, like several days later. This is, but then Spotify also they made a deal with um, the Obamas, like 
Barack and Michelle, and they're going to have their own podcast, um, which is going to be a Spotify exclusive as well. What is the benefit? Like, uh, is Spotify really seeing that having Joe Budden three to five business days prior to it hitting Apple? They are one of the top podcasts in the world. I know that. I'm, I'm asking why. Like, is that from a consumer incentive standpoint, like you're you're big on plug your Spotify stuff like you're like a god on Spotify, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't have, even use it. I have a playlist that I update weekly. It's called the weekly 10 um, where I just find 10 different songs and put them in every week. And so it's pretty easily consumable. It's about 35 minutes and doesn't take long to listen to. But I love sharing new music with people. So I've been doing that. I have about. I think I just hit 100 followers like this week or last oh, week. Cool. So that's Congrats. like a big deal for me. It's like a little thing that I like doing. Um, Do you mean for all of us to consume the songs in the order that you arrange? Like, so I do put them in a specific order to where it's like I don't pick like a really loud song and then the next one's like a really quiet one or vice versa. Like I am intentional in the way that I that I place them, but I'm not going to tell somebody how to how to listen to it. <laughs> why not i'm just because i'm just happy that anybody chooses to any, anyway is there not like uh interludes with brad no because it's on spotify like, so like i can't you guys enjoy that banger right dude, there <laughs> i mean i would love that like i would choose that as a job if i if i got paid for it being a disc jockey <laughs> just being like a, a a curator interesting a curator yeah you've always been one of those people that when you come over and bust through the door and like, have you seen this video or have you heard this song? Like, yeah, man, like, you know, that's I'm my, ears I perked. That. I love me. And usually I fight you at first. I'm like, no, I got the new, I got the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Man. Carson gets so excited whenever he's shown me a song that I haven't heard before. Oh, overjoyed. Yeah. Like I get, <laughs> I get, I, I'm just lifted into the sky whenever that happens. Right. My whole body vibrates. Yeah. What was okay. the last one that I was actually pretty surprised that, do you happen to remember? Um, I don't at the moment. I'll let you know if I if I do. <laughs> the last time that, <laughs> looking back in my Shazam history, right? Uh, <laughs> Brad went with me to Blackfriar the other day. Was it something with Future or Young Thug? Maybe I don't know. Uh, Future hasn't put in, out anything new recently that I've Shazam for sure. Okay. Young Thug, I just I listen for the Young Thugger <laughs> on the verse, and I'm like, oh gotta shazam it anyway <laughs> but the last three that i have in there are from blackfriar when i was just holding my phone up to the yes. speakers and it's all the root songs oh yeah yeah and i was like Black, yeah and then i had a long discussion with you about black thought and uh, he's the he's yeah the rapper from the roots that freestyle they're, they're, um for those that don't know a lot about rap they're they are the house band for jimmy fallon so if you ever ever watch the jimmy fallon show and you see the dude with the huge afro on the drums that is quest love and then the dude typically rapping is Black Thought. And in my opinion, he is at least top three best rappers ever, in my opinion. You showed me who's the who, who did he freestyle on? Was it Sway or well, who are the big? Uh, will you break down the city location and the person that does like the London rap? And then so I, I I'm not good with the city location. Um, there's a representative from. Yeah, Who, yeah, who's so like the have, big boy? So you have like Sway in the Morning, which is a huge one. Is that New York? I I'm so bad at, at geography. Um, geography. <laughs> so knowing stuff. yeah, just knowing where where they're located. I don't really pay attention to that. But you have Sway in the Morning, and their big thing is like they have the five. Uh, I think it's called the Five Fingers of Death, 
and it's like they bring in rappers and they'll switch the beat like five different times and they try to keep up the flow. Sway and Lee? No, Sway oh. Lee's a, a young little Sway in the morning. Sway in the morning. Yeah, you you don't remember that Kanye interview? How Sway? That was that was uh, Sway in the morning. Anyway, um, then you have like Westwood. Westwood's the London dude across the pond. Okay. Um, Childish Gambino has a really good freestyle with him. Sway in the morning is uh, Oakland, so I imagine that he's 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 West Coast. Yeah. So West Coast, and then who was the London guy? Uh, that's Westwood. Westwood. That's Tim Westwood. Is that the Tim white Westwood. guy? Westwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't and he white? The, oh, he's like a white yeah, older guy. Yeah. And then there's another dude that records for Apple, and he he man, I wish I could remember his name. Um. Dude, Tim Westwood, English DJ and presenter uh, of radio and television. Um, he was on MTV's Pimp My Ride UK. He's 62 years old. Yeah, but he's like a legend over there. How did he get that cred? Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about his come up. So he's not he's not um, he's not specific just to rap. Then he, he plays all types of music. He probably interviews all types of artists. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my favorite interviewer and this is like a really niche like awkward dude his name is nardwar nardward n-a-a-r nard d something 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 nardwar but he does like a lot of like he'll check up and and um I don't know. I guess like all of their like family members and friends of musicians. He and looks like he was on he, Blues Clues. Yeah, or... he's this just really weird eccentric dude. Um, or the but he does his research on all these people, and he'll bring gifts for them, like old LPs, like these vinyls of their favorite rappers from like whenever they were twelve years old. And you know, all the musicians are like, "What? How'd you know that?" And it's crazy. So if you ever wanted to like really learn about uh, your favorite artist or rapper. Um, you should definitely check out Nardwar's interviews. And he's 51 out of Vancouver. Yeah, he's a crazy dude. I'm all about, um, I mean, I take probably the most mainstream cup of coffee to get updated on hip-hop and R&B culture, which is Breakfast Club, obviously. Yeah. I've listened to a little bit of Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God. And I love Charlemagne the God. Yeah, and I I don't know. What, what's your deal with him? I mean, that's like Joe Budden's biggest competition, and I'm I'm more of a Joe Budden fan. And I know Joe Budden like rubs people the wrong way, but I think he's turned over a new leaf, and like he's he's been in that industry, and so he has a lot of connections, and he just knows like he has a lot of insight on like how the music industry works, which I really appreciate and find interesting. And Charlemagne doesn't, huh? Shots fired. Shots fired, baby. <laughs> DJ Envy. Like, Angela Yee. Yeah, I I just feel like uh, Charlemagne the God, like they're more, they care more about uh, like uh, shocking moments and just trying to make those headlines, whereas there's more like actual meaningful content in Joe Budden's podcast. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just go to them. I don't watch any of their stuff other than the interviews. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. So, but I'm I love them. Okay, so we were talking about Spotify. Mm -hmm. Let's get back on track. Um, and what was your main question about Spotify? Are you like I know you were just saying that yeah they're, they're becoming more interested in in podcasting. I had a couple points about that. Um, thanks for bringing us back to that. Actually, uh, so Al was saying, you know, 
they're rumored to be the next, you know, fifth horseman. Uh, shout out Al. Bought the book. I'll right. update you guys on how that is. Um, and I just tweeted him back and said, oh, without doubt, like based off all the headlines that I'm reading, all the articles, you know, just I actually sat through in Y Combinator. I sat through, I sat at the feet of the chief R&D officer of Spotify. And he took us through the entire like graph of their growth, like at every point. And he would do the zoom outs and he'd be like, this is where we decided to partner with Facebook for this single sign on thing. And mm -hmm. like, was there a huge spike? Or oh, yeah. Sometimes that was the beautiful thing about it, though, is that um, he showed it over such a long period of time that, you know, and he would make you guess. He'd be like, this is when we did this. So he'd have like a, an integration or some big thing that they had an influx of or, you know, we changed the, the streaming app from this is what the freemium would now include. You know, right. when they got to shuffle play uh, as like the, the paywall, essentially. Yeah. That was like a big breakthrough. Like it's all that kind of stuff where it's like usage as well as, um, you know, upgraded accounts, all of those different things. And meanwhile, they're having to fight off the record industry and like the current labels and all of this stuff yeah. all the time. Um, so it was funny because he would show you the, uh, the integration, he would talk through the process, and then we would have to guess what the inflection point in the graph was. And we were often wrong. And it was sometimes the simplest of things that would just skyrocket them. But there's several... Their graph was like, it would go from zero to a hundred mm -hmm. and then it would plateau off for a little while and then hundred to a million. Like <laughs> it was like the, just these huge inflection points, but yeah, their sustainability is just incredible. Um, but going back to a couple of things, they actually bought the platform that we utilized to syndicate our podcast. So anchor, which right. is kind of where we house our, our digital content. It's where we push everything out to Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and however our audience is consuming us. Uh, Anchor was purchased by Spotify and is now like there. I don't know what they've leveraged internally there. Yeah. But um, just getting back to the, you know, what is the consumer incentive to consume via Spotify? And are there, is there exclusive content in podcasts that I'm not able to access unless I have a Spotify premium membership? So at the mo like, at the moment, I would say there are some s small to medium sized podcasts where, like, they are exclusively on Spotify. I would say that there are much bigger ones that, once again, if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes, then you would have to listen on Spotify. But if you're willing to wait a few days, you could check out another place. But like I said, I mean, they're they're getting back to more original content. I believe like the Obamas, their podcast is only going to be on Spotify. I could be wrong on that, but I but I know that Spotify is trying to have more exclusive content, like you're saying. It's so interesting, like these platforms and ecosystems that started for free, and now there's like paid versions of them and like only post it here. That's, everybody posts everything everywhere. You know, if you're going to on an all out go to market blitz, you're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, like yeah, but leveraging like it, every channel. But if you're big enough, then okay, it doesn't really matter like where I'm listening to, like if this company has enough money to pay me for this exclusive content, then yeah, I'm going to sign away and everybody will have to listen to me here because they've, they wrote a fat check, you know? Well, beautiful case in point, the man who started this long form, you know, untrained kind of thought thought progression in recorded form, you know, our hero, <laughs> my hero, Howard Stern, right, you know, Sirius XM, 
Well, they got him initially for $500 million to take all of his stuff to, yeah. you know, satellite radio from terrestrial where he had, you know, broken every rule in the game essentially, yeah. but his fans are rabid and it seems to have worked out for them somehow. I don't really know how per se. I think they ended up bundling a lot of sales into like new cars and different things like that. And hmm. they just get you on that. They're like, hey, buy this new car and you get three months of serious XM radio or and serious, then yeah. you don't realize that it's just bundled into your payment or, you know, another credit card subscription. Like, Yeah. And you forget to cancel it. So you just always have it. I saw an ad the other day for a service that you pay just to go through and look at all the different subscriptions you have and decide which ones are superfluous. I saw that, and I too. Like, That's and so ridiculous. it's like you're going to pay five bucks a month to yeah. see what you're paying for. Yeah, it's like, why don't you just Yikes. sit down and make a spreadsheet? You know, I make a spreadsheet for literally everything. Right. <laughs> you made a spreadsheet for this podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I've i got a spreadsheet for the metrics for, and, and I look at them different ways because the thing that I'm most proud of is just definitely, you know, the the quality of content and the length, you know, like, um, you know, having good long conversations. I think that's, that's atypical. Uh, we've talked about that off air for sure, that it's got to be atypical that two guys can just, you know, yeah. grab two mics. And I know we we shocked ourselves a little bit with the two hour one last week. Yeah, we got content for days. But that one was exciting because we definitely went on a rant and I got some funny text messages from friends and family mm -hmm. about, you know, they were just cracking up about the prayer request <laughs> part and <laughs> all sorts of different stuff. Oh my. But, uh, had a lot of people. I was really glad that the audio was so upgraded last week because I got a text of like people were screenshot texting me like whenever they would have the podcast up. Yeah. And I got one from John Seals, actually. Oh, wow. And he was like, yeah, I just got the brand new version of AirPods. And we talked about them. And I was like, episode. oh, yeah, buddy, you're uh, you're kind of peppered through the first 30 <laughs> minutes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I was listening to it with someone else and they were like, dude, you just talk about your friends the whole time. You're name dropping like a. <laughs> well. Got to know our audience. I did get friendly on that one, though. Yeah. Um. Well, if you get more research on Spotify uh, before next time, because I'm on it. Um, I'm passionate about that. Because I don't even. I've boycotted Spotify ever since. Actually, here's the newest subscription that I got, kind of inadvertently this week, and it's actually YouTube Premium. So I've been a longtime subscriber of YouTube TV, which was historically 40 bucks a month and I got all of my local channels, all of the sports packages, golf, you know, I got cable basically just on my phone. I could right. airplay it. Um, it was really convenient. They actually went up to $55 a month this year, Oh wow! which is, I was like, ah, I'm going to cancel it. But when I think about it, it's like, I want to watch the morning news. I want to watch golf. I remember having to try to stream an NFL game through Reddit back in the day <laughs> when I was trying to bootleg. And that's yeah. not fun. Cause Hail Mary goes up and the Reddit yeah. link crashes and or the person that's like, you know, taking a video stream of their TV, like right. it goes dead. Dude, or... That's what I had to do whenever I was in Maryland trying to catch Cowboys games. Oh, like, yeah. Rough. That's because so you... I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I'm not one of those guys that's going to go spend like, yeah, I need to have 20 screens no, on no. one screen to watch every game. You know, like that would just be terrible. Yeah. It's anyway. not, I'm not a bookie or a yeah. gambler like that. But um. No, what was my... So you were saying that you got YouTube... Uh, so I got YouTube Premium and didn't really understand what all was entailed with that. But now I can actually click out of it just like a podcast. So I can be watching right. the video. It'll, it won't stop playing. And it won't stop. So 
that's convenient. I have some podcasts, like I was telling Michael the other day that I wanted him to, he was talking about the fighter and the kid and he was sending me texts with the Apple iTunes uh, link. And I was like, dude, that episode though, like if you could dial it up on YouTube, like just for specific moments, that would be awesome because there are certain times, even on the golf course, I'll be streaming through YouTube and just listening on my AirPods. But then, you know, Rogan recently had this guy on this like commander in the Navy who'd seen all the UFOs and they were like looking at, they were looking at government footage. And so Rogan in his preamble actually was like, if you can consume this podcast by YouTube, that would be preferable because we're pointing out specific stuff. Like young Jamie is, you know, doing a heavy production job. Like they have, they have nice visuals. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was a new thing. Um, no ads whatsoever. That's been pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have the email still in my inbox from the subscription because I'm planning on canceling it in the free period still if I can. But I wanted to measure it during this free trial. Yeah, for me, I've owned Apple Music and Spotify and I canceled my Apple Music just because like, I mean, I was telling you about how I have that playlist that I update and Spotify is just so much better at finding new music that fits my personal preferences. Like every week they have Discover Weekly for your own personal profile and they have songs that are like the ones that you've been listening to recently. And uh, I just find it like a lot more convenient to find new music. And it's uh, for me personally, it just seems a lot more user friendly, but I've heard people argue against that. So that's fine. I guess it just depends on who you are. I've never had a subscription to Apple Music. I don't know what that's all about. Not about it. No, it's just an app where you can stream. I mean, they have other stuff too. Like I just, I, the music that they suggest to me, it's, it still seems like a little bit more mainstream. Like it's like, okay, I already heard. I mean, I feel like even casual listeners of music have heard some of the stuff that they suggest. Um, And Spotify does a really good job at like showing me new artists that nobody has heard. I know I've been in tech, you know, the last couple of years and should know all about all of this, but the big tech, like the big, you know, uh, B2C play, I'm just unaware of like what all the spread looks like. Like sometimes I'm watching an ad and I'm like, who is the ad actually for? Like uh, I was recently watching a football game and I think the new AirPods or this new, you know, Bose, I think it was Bose actually, their new AirPods, not, okay. you know, everybody's following Apple. Apple comes out with the AirPods. Next thing yeah, I know, everybody's got to follow suit. Everybody's got a, a rip off, you know, or these are intentionally they'll drape around your ears and, but they're still wireless. And so Bose had one that was integrated with Alexa. And I remember thinking back from my startup days when we would like package an, an integration with another platform and then we would, you know, market that. That was good marketing for the startup. And I was just thinking, this is that at like the most global scale right you know like um but like i just feel like whenever i put my airpods in it's you know tethered to one of my mac i have two macbooks sitting on the table with an ipad and iphone you know and everything's triggered by this amazon alexa and you know the apple tv like yeah i feel like i'm sending texts to the tv and so i have (laughs) the original airpods and i you know i've seen the ads for the new ones too and to be honest they just look like a bougie skull candy like they have the new rubber tips, but I'm like, my $20 skull candies have that too. So rubber tips for your ear. Actual yeah. Ears. Like, yeah. It's to like help them stay in more. See, I haven't struggled with, I don't know who is like 
<laughs> you need to quit right. whipping your head back and forth if your AirPods are falling out because I have uh, my version is a year or two old. So probably the original yeah, version. They are. They've never fallen out like to the extent that sometimes I have to check before I shower to make sure that they're out. Yeah. You forget. So I don't know. I think it's more for people who like are working out in them. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe they just have like terribly shaped ears or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cauliflower ear. They were fighter. <laughs> Uh, there was a big, my, my buddy Michael was on me about the UFC this weekend because um, everybody was like, Trump got booed at the World Series and the UFC apparently. Um, but the the guy who won, I guess he exchanged Twitter shout outs with the president. Oh, really? And well, Trump got in trouble because uh, the guy had tweeted or the guy had been in like a pre-show interview or something and he basically called Trump. He said, whatever you say about a man, that dude is a bad mf -er and like in a positive way like oh okay yeah. he's legit dude yeah and so trump retweeted that and he goes great fight champ <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that the dude that he destroyed was like bloody as i'll get did you watch the fight no i did not i guess it was in new york um the only reason i knew about it was because of michael and it was, it was signaling the end of sober october oh. <laughs> are you familiar with that challenge um i'm assuming people just stay sober during the month of october <laughs> <laughs> this is so perfect am i far off yeah no it's uh what rogan and kreischer and ari shafir and oh, okay. uh, tom segura tommy Bunn. was it because they were they had like the weight loss challenge or was yeah they just trying to stay sober well on recent podcasts they've been having to like go they're like dude we've been doing this longer than we thought because apparently the first iteration was like a let's get burt sober <laughs> yeah type play and uh, or like let's get him leaner and mm -hmm. It's it's taken over many different iterations over the last, I guess, three or four years that they've been doing it. But the the deal this year was that if Bert had gotten down to like two hundred five, he was gonna they were gonna present him the heavyweight belt on stage in New York at the weigh in for the fight that happened this last weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like, you know, Rogan was gonna stream it out. Like yeah. it was also gonna get the whole UFC boost. Did he not reach? Of course not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, dude, if I can just get down to like. 211 then i can just get like sick and starve myself and throw up for the last 24 hours and <laughs> didn't quite work out that way yeah no <laughs> no do you not listen to two bears one cave i don't what are you listening to nowadays joe budden podcast beautiful anonymous uh beautiful stories from anonymous people um i'm also checking out office ladies if, Ooh, what's yeah that? if you're a fan of the show the office um, the ladies, oh. the ladies that play Pam and Angela are yeah. going back and giving behind the scenes, like fun facts about every single episode. So they cover an episode per or sorry. Yeah. Per podcast episode, they cover one office episode and uh, they're on like episode four right now. It comes out once a week. And so if you're a fan of that and you like rewatching it, you can get like some fun behind the scenes facts if you listen to this podcast. So are they on YouTube? Is the video actually breaking down the video? Um, like, are to, they... to be like, so you're the YouTube guy. I, I actually have no idea if it's on YouTube. I've been listening to it on the Apple podcast app. Okay. So are they just describing like frame by frame like? Do you guys remember episode 42 when Steve, you know, Carell yeah, and then and then they'll give some like behind the scenes or like, oh, this this shot took us so long to record because, you know, they were coming up or they'll let you know, like which scenes were improvised. And uh, they'll like last week they called Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight, 
and uh, he gave some fun facts about some of the scenes that he shot. And so for me, like I'm a huge fan of the office, so it's just been really cool. Like to have somewhat new content on an old show. Yeah, because it sounds like you can recall this specific episode just based on what they're saying. Yes. <laughs> through your new AirPods. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, I mean, it's what we did with Parks and Rec a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, we, we both knew every episode. I'm not like that with The Office, but I always see like uh, th- those franchises are so valuable. Like The Office and Friends, especially like obviously yeah. that's why they're going back. Like Friends is, go- is no longer going to be on Netflix. They're going to HBO Max which is HBO's new streaming service. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then uh, NBC is taking the office back from Netflix. Correct. And what are they doing with streaming? Just streaming. Okay. Just <laughs> like they their... have their own stream. Like all of these companies are taking back because they know that there's money to be made in a lot of their classic shows. So they're once their contracts are up with Netflix or Hulu or whoever they've been with, a lot of them are taking back these shows now or dishing them out to some other streaming service who's going to pay more money for them. Like that's what's going on with Friends and HBO, I believe, is that they were willing to dish out more money. Wait, just I need an aggregator for like again the the benefit of Netflix several years ago is that it had everything. And now I just feel like if I want to watch that UFC fight, I need to have the ESPN app so that I can have access to buy this pay-per-view through this other app. And if I want to watch this new Marvel stuff, I got to go get a Disney streaming subscription. And now you're telling me about HBO Max and NBC and Disney Plus comes out in a week. It's just I'm first of all, the fragmentation of everything. Like if the message reaches me that the new content (laughs) is even out, like I didn't know Seth Meyers had dropped. Um, If the message even reaches me, then I have to go on this like rabbit hole Google search of like, okay, how do I consume this content? Right. You know, I have Apple, uh, I'm sorry, um, what's it called? Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I still have never consumed any video through Amazon Prime because I just can't figure it out. Really? Like, yeah. Please it's look at that the, before it's you not leave. The most, yeah. <laughs> it's not the most intuitive, to be honest, like, because it's like, okay, am I searching for a show or an appliance? But <laughs> uh, oh, is that you just do it in the main search bar? Yeah, you can. Or there's like a small, like to the left, you just click Prime Video and then search uh but there's some good shows on there too. I've done that, but it always shows me things that I can access for another fee. Yeah. And I'm signed in and everything. We'll look at it, buddy. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fix it. I got you. <laughs> it's so good having a big, strong man around the house. All right. That's enough from you. <laughs> and his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> um, no, uh, I saw this uh, thumbnail. And I remember seeing an ad for it, the new uh, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman project. It's like on the Apple streaming service. Jason Bateman or Steve Carell? Steve Carell. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah. That? It's what is a good morning sunshine? Oh, the, the morning show. The morning yeah, show. Yeah, the morning show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how many yeah. shows have been done around a and morning like, show? Who else is in it? Reese Witherspoon, maybe? No. I don't know. It was somebody else, but she was. I don't know, but. It was like three heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Apple, Apple TV just came out, um, and they're going to have their, you know, they're another streaming service. So you're just going to have to, uh, oh, choose it, one. it is Reese Witherspoon. Aha. Uh-huh. Never doubt me. Um, yeah, so you'll basically have to pay for one and then give me your logins and I'll give you one for the Disney one. And 
Yeah. We'll get some of our friends to get HBO Max. The one that bums me out the most is the people that uh, pay for Hulu, and then you still have to sit through like four ads three times an episode. I've never Who's understood that. Who's doing that? I don't know, but... I have Hulu. I don't sit through ads. There, I think there's multiple paywalls with them or oh. something. Or they don't have like a free Hulu, do they? You have to be a, a paying think, member. I don't know. I know it used to be free, but right now... Um, shout out to my friend Monique for her logins. <laughs> uh, I got you on Disney Plus. <laughs> Monique, is she still up in the DMV? She is. What What is she doing? Um, she went back to law school. She's oh, like, right. yeah, she's gonna be killing it. Yeah, she was in all my honors classes back. Yep. We lived in the same apartment complex, and she's dating um, another lawyer, my friend Joey. So shout out to Joey. Wait, wait. The one that I know? Joey Duke Mex- Metzian. Okay. I don't think you know him. Okay. Well, cool. Lawyer on lawyer. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's cool. Good people. Yeah. She was always, uh, she was always like, you could tell she was more sophisticated than the others at yeah, school. Like, she... I-, I could tell that we had had a more similar upbringing versus some of the other kids. Yeah. And. No offense to if if any other English majors that were around Southwestern uh, during the time I was, like, if you listen to this, no shade, but Monique was, like, the only one that I liked and got along with, and she gave me... <laughs> I don't know how you can prep, like, uh, no, hey, uh, listen, uh, don't feel bad about this, <laughs> yeah. but I really yeah, hated you. You guys were terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like... Uh, but she also gave me my first college job where I was writing for the school paper paper and also giving people new music to listen to in the Southwestern Adventist University newspaper. I was I was curating playlists for that paper. <laughs> so wait, new music would come out and you would like say, hey, so, on Thursday, publish no, no, no. these new so songs. It wasn't like a weekly thing because this would come out like once a month. So let's say uh, Valentine's was rolling around. I'd give you like the good Valentine's Day songs, like the romantic songs that a lot of people may not have heard, like not just the, you know. Did you miss a calling? Not just like and... the Michael Bublé. Like, <laughs> we can do better. We can do better. <laughs> have you heard this remix of Sexual Healing by right. Marvin Gaye? Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, the Diplo remix. Yeah. <laughs> Major Lazer. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, what? Reminded me of something I was going to ask you. Um, okay. We're talking about English majors or oh, writing curation. Um, yeah. Curation playlists. Oh, scoring. Dude, um, on JRE this, not this week, but maybe a couple weeks ago, Brian Grazer was on. Okay. So you should peep that one because he's Mr. Producer Extraordinaire. Right. And he was talking about how he's in the business of feelings. Like he's not in the major motion picture business. He's in yeah. the business of creating a feeling because i love that yeah he's a really thoughtful individual and um yeah go ahead like i could never score a movie like you know come up with their instrumentation for it but my dream dream job would be to you know pick music for scenes like so whatever you know if you hear like a maroon five song in some random scene in, in a popular film like i want to be the person picking the songs that go with those with those scenes oh yeah you you want to do the match but you're like what's number one on the top 40 what's the big blockbuster no i Marion. would blacklist all of those maroon songs. five <laughs> i would blacklist all of those songs no so brian grazer actually has a it, it, the funny part is that his resume is so extraordinary that 
you know, he's talking about when I was putting this project together, like uh, I was working with Denzel, we made this movie called American Gangster and Rogan would be like, oh, you know, love that movie. Like, awesome. Yeah. That, that was a classic. And he was actually talking about the scoring of that film because um, we're talking Jay-Z here, right? Well, that was the interesting thing was that I was having to go back and try to remember he was making it sound like there were two albums released for the movie because and what happened was whenever he first met Jay-Z, um, he had told him about the American Gangster Project and Jay-Z had said, dude, I really want to you know, score this movie. Yeah, I really want to do this. And Brian Grazer had said, oh, it's completely scored. Like everything is done end to end. It's already been submitted. Everything's good to go. Right. And there was like some sort of three week turnaround time or something. And Jay-Z said, let me just make an additional one that you could like even release side by side if you felt so inclined, because I have this special kinship with Frank Lucas yeah. and the story. And so I apparently he turned around, engineered it, wrote it, you know, yeah. did everything for it. And it really blew Brian, yeah. Brian Grazer away. That that album is, in, is incredible. <laughs> and I can't think about that movie indelib indelibly without thinking about jay-z and like that beat and you know yes. the, the trailer and like oh that was such a great flick yeah love it but so, that's something that you could do you know scoring that's what i'm saying um so if you're somebody that can make this happen and you're listening to this episode why don't you just go look on indeed or uh, i was looking at some different job things like on tegna and i get a Actually, just for grins and giggles, I get a uh, like an email blast every so often with all of the different like news anchor and broadcaster positions available and production jobs for, you know, half of me. I almost followed up with this guy the other day to go try to be a, an EP on The View in New York because I thought that would be so fun. Yeah. You know, like I don't need to go back into, you know, enterprise sales immediately if I can go be on The View for a while. Yeah, chill out with Whoopi. <laughs> Yeah, Joy Behar. <laughs> I have a feeling she and I would get along, but yeah, I don't know. I would get along with Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should get some of those because you can even do fractional work like that. Like if you wanted to do voiceover, if you wanted to score something like um, I got a lead the other day on a film that's being produced kind of hyper locally that they're still raising money for. And the, the actors list is like Dermot Mulroney from the wedding planner or whatever the wedding date the wedding date with okay. deborah messing all right and uh jamie lynn siegler yes yeah nailed it yeah yeah from the sopranos yes so i mean that's the kind of situation where maybe you just hustle your way into that kind of thing maybe so i, I think the best jobs are the ones that you create you know i like that that being said like i feel like i have different job opportunities at kind of every stage right now. <laughs> like we were talking about spreadsheets. I have a spreadsheet that I made this week that is now 10 cells deep. And it's basically like company, the person I'm interviewing with, what the type of position is, and then like the size of the company. Mm. And I've got this spreadsheet going from zero to about 11,000 employees. And wow. somehow I've been able to flesh out, we were talking about that article I wrote last week, um, I've had like four interviews since then, and I've got two in the morning and I'm pretty excited because they're all like from these different representative groups. Like one would allow me to go do this. One would allow me to go do that. Yeah, that's but incredible. I'm really excited about my ability to 
create those conversations right now, though. Like, I think some of the YC cred and different things like that is, you know, help. Plus, just having a more robust network of people to hit up whenever you do need assistance or, hey, I am on the market. Yeah. Um, but two of those would potentially require relocation. So we'll see. I had a lot of people ask me, like, why don't you just move back to Silicon Valley or something? And um, I just hadn't really thought of it in some ways. But yeah. um, a couple of these roles would be dream roles out there. So, yeah, well, that'd be a long drive to rep- record a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, just don't be selfish and think of me. We're not going to be those people that do the Skype ones either. Like, no shade no, to those people. No. <laughs> like Brad would say, no shade to you, but we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you're you're just... <laughs> encourageable no i mean that that would be a a long shot right and do you still ever have aspirations for california like you were you were up for some gigs out there i feel like for a while yeah a student services director position um which still seems like a cool job but you never know i don't i don't tend to write anything off these days huh okay very non-committal yeah you know me you got a you got an RN girlfriend that can go anywhere, do anything, be employed yeah, by anyone. That is true. Sometimes I think that's, you know, the direction that we should have gone. <laughs> like <laughs> I look at these people that like went through all of this headache and um, you know, at 30, most of your friends that went to post grad and all of that stuff, it's finally panning out. Like maybe you've been on your own with your own apartment and like your own car and all this stuff for three four five six years while at this they point, were grinding while they were grinding and like hair up ramen status you know and now they got the corner office and they're you know a big shot lawyer chilling yeah director of something yeah meanwhile i had a kid today that told me she doesn't care if she gets a bad grade in my class even if she can't play basketball tomorrow <laughs> even if she can't play basketball tomorrow yeah if they get like lower than a c or a c minus they can't play basketball and She's not passing at the moment, so but she doesn't care. Because she doesn't want to do anything, it sounds like. She's like, I don't yeah. care if I can't do this stuff. I didn't want to do it to begin with. That's correct. Wow, what are you going to do with her? We, we had a talk after, and we're cool now. Oh, yeah? Do she, she, you text and have a heart-to-heart and just fix it all up? No, we talked about it in the classroom. and Dr. Phil? Told her to get her life together. It's fine. Man, I'd be like, man, you sit down there and you memorize this. Yeah. I would not. She said she didn't care, but. We that sounds were, like a pouty fit. And I have to remember, you're not teaching eight-year-olds. Yeah. You're teaching we were, 16, 18-year-olds. She was like, I don't care about my grade. But then, like, she couldn't tell. But we were in the computer lab. And I saw her, like, pull up her grade. <laughs> and, like, she was checking it out to see what she had to do. And so I know she cares. She's just all talk. Anyway, shout out to the people in the corner offices. <laughs> well done for. Now I want to go back to this problem child. <laughs> oh, we don't need to do all that. Yeah, man. You brought it up. You've had you all these, what do you need to know? Well, you've had all these positive experiences to share with the podcast audience about, yeah, this guy was down on his luck, but now he found someone new. Oh, and, well, that doesn't mean that I don't know, have my troublemakers. I, or... I have a delusional student spotting Tony Romo in the street <laughs> with his full-grown daughter. Well, both of those were the same student. <laughs> and you have this other one that sounds, okay. <laughs> then you have this other one that's like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you can't yeah. make me. Yeah. So What do you need to know, man? Well, I mean... She's 16, 17, or 18. Like, what's no, happening she's here? she's like 14. Oh, okay. She doesn't care. Like, they, you know, they don't, they don't is care. It, is it over, like, a subjective grade, like how you did her paper or something? No, she she is just literally the type of personality that does not 
care about what other like she enjoys pushing people's buttons and so a lot of times i do not give her the satisfaction and you know i don't really react but i did tell her like because she is really into basketball and so even though she says she doesn't care i know she cares if she's not going to be able to play and so i was like i'm not going to raise your grade don't ask me for extra credit i'm not going to be helping you out you need to do the work that i'm assigning and she was like quiet and then i see her go to the corner and like look up her grade and then gets to work on the assignment that she's missing. So, <laughs> wow, she sounds like a real lady. <laughs> yeah, like, got to be able to hoop though. She's a sophomore. We, you know, I got two. I got two and a half years. What an awkward time for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to her. I uh, hope she gets her act together over the next couple of weeks because I don't want to hear another story like that. I got you, man. What's her name? Nope. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, Courtney what her social security number was oh, and <laughs> first, middle, last. <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, man. What else is going on? You see anything in the news this week? Um, nothing that we really haven't covered. I mean, oh, Cowboy, uh, Cowboys game. The shout out to the MVP, the black cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did think about I did think about that. I was like, we should talk about that. But yeah. Things uh, really turned around after that. Well, it was funny because uh, somebody was texting me and they were like talking about the black cat. And I was thinking, I haven't seen that yet because I'm on delay. Like oh. I wanted to watch like an hour in and just skip all the ads. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I don't think I've gotten to that part yet because unless it just. Yeah. You'll know it when you see it. Well, yeah, that was the thing. I didn't know if it was like a split second frame because I missed them showing the streakers, you know, oh, like. Yeah. I hate how they never acknowledge the streak. They'll just like immediately pan the camera. And so I was expecting them to do that as well. And that it was just going to be some blip. And then it ended up being like a game stopper for. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they had to get the cat off the field. That was crazy. Uh, Just the way it was like all black and like, how did that get in there? I have no idea. It looked terrified though. I felt, I felt badly about it. That's so weird. Yeah. I saw it go down the, the tunnel and they're like, okay, crisis averted. And I'm like, it could just scamper right, right. back out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was interesting. But sh- shout out to Cowboys. Got a good win. It was somewhat sloppy, but. And we're five and three now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Witten was like making catches and Zeke was doing well. And yeah, uh, I actually fell asleep. It was a wonderful thing. I do not like the Monday night football. Sean Lee stepped up on defense. Yeah, it's good to see him like what this is the sixth or seventh, the eighth game, and he's still healthy. Yeah. Unlike your boy JJ Watt. JJ is like just a figurehead at this point because like he doesn't really play football in Houston anymore. Right. Like he sits on the sidelines and he provides great leadership and he makes a lot of money, money in sponsorships and advertising, but he doesn't actually play football. Nah, he's chilling. Uh, wasn't he out for like a full year like last year or something? And I then, believe so. Oh. If I was an owner and I'm paying some guy like $150 million, you know, and then he's always hurt, I don't think I'd be so nice all the time, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you. Because he's already ending the, like, nearing the end of his career. Wouldn't you say? Like, yeah. He's like 30s, right? He's on his way out, I'm sure. Did you see the meme about him and his girlfriend at the World Series game? She -hmm. was like, they caught this photo of him looking at his cell phone. Oh, I did see that. And she's like glancing she, over yeah. at it. Doesn't look too thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thought that was funny. Um, yeah, man. Trump had the nationals to the nationals one. Yeah. To the White House. Some of them. Right. I, 
I don't, I don't know. I didn't go through the whole drama of understanding like who on the team uh, was boycotting versus yeah. who was going. But I did see that one of them. Did you see what happened when they got there? Um, yeah, he got there. He put on the MAGA hat. Right? He had a MAGA hat ready yeah. to go and like went up to the podium and then he put got it an awkward on. Hug. Yeah, Trump gave him behind a Biden the, hug behind the back. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a booby squeeze. <laughs> like it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah, but it looked like he was truly shocked by that at the same time. Right. Like, and that guy, he was uh, the first. You know how they do this? First Hawaiian-born infielder to ever hit a home run in the world. Yeah. Like, how long did it take you to, right. you know, get that together? But just trying to get a record for everyone. But I thought that was really interesting because. It seemed like a really authentic moment, and typically people are always accusing them of like, you know, they always stick like the Latinos for Trump right behind the stage at a rally. You know, they try to display a lot of diversity yes. in in the back, um, so that the whitewash crowd out front isn't as, you know, they're not as straightforward about that. So yeah. it was weird to see that authentic moment, like, oh, that guy like obviously planned that and like wanted to come up off of that. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Oh, you're so, edgy right now. Are you super. trying to get out of here? No, I'm good. What's going on? Nothing, man. You going through withdrawals? No. <laughs> What's new with you? Why are you so cagey? No, I'm just... I'm good, man. All right. Um. Well, I, I updated you on the job stuff. Just yeah. It's been, been up early every morning this week. I'm actually glad that... Sorry if I've been a little Dick Clark-esque all day because I've been to the dentist two days in a row now. And today was the heavy lifting day where they stuck needles in my gums. And yeah, that is not what I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. I just looked like I had a stroke on my right hand side. And <laughs> I took this uh, yeah. swig of water earlier. And if, yeah. if you'd been there, it was hilarious. <laughs> Me trying to just clean it up off the floors. No, no, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. It's like an um, old person trying to gum down some jello. Yeah, nothing's really uh, going on this week. Hopefully, having a chill weekend with family and Courtney and um, hoping to hang out with a few friends this weekend. Yeah, man. Did you finally RSVP to my birthday? I finally did. You only, you, what did you do? Text me, Instagram me. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, and Facebook events has been very, I got forwarded a text the other day uh, of like, it was a screenshot of a Facebook event. And then I got the event invite on Facebook and as somebody that just extended an invite to several people, like I, you can go through and see who's seen it. And yeah. a lot of people just never get served up the notification, mm. you know, or it's so indiscriminate because I had this one guy that's invited me to his, uh, his guitar playing thing at this bar, like every Thursday for the last six years and I've never gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that's just as important as like a birthday or anything. So right. you can just miss stuff. Yeah. Well, I am going, I RSVP and it's so, going to be a blast, man. I talked to uh, I talked to Alec and our. We always shout out Gerald. I talked to him this week, and he told me he was off of Facebook. Yes. So. Yeah, Gerald's been been off the book for a while now. The problem with some of that is that when your profile is still searchable, or you can still like extend an invite to somebody who right, you assume that they're yeah. still around or are getting it, so you don't bother texting or whatever. I uh, I've never actually pulled the trigger on delete Facebook, you know, like there's always that hashtag whenever anything goes down, but yeah, I just feel like it's too integral with uh, I'm on marketplace a lot too. Are you? I've never yes. Used it. Like the other day I was, uh, I was golfing earlier this week and had to hitch a ride on a golf cart back to the clubhouse because my strap broke. 
So like I'm just lugging this weird pair of clubs like over my yeah. shoulder it's cutting my round short. So I went on to go research one of those push carts that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you can rent it at the course for like eight bucks or you could just go into marketplace and get one for 20. Yeah. So I'm just going to go pick one of those up. But yeah, I, I bought couches on marketplace mm. screens, projector, all sorts of stuff. Is that like the new Craigslist? That's how I've characterized it. I've been advised by, I think my buddy Heston was saying like, don't count out Craigslist offer up, let go. You know, there's again, fragmentation. There's something for everything. Yeah. How many apps are on your phone? Like how many, I've always had a rule that I can't scroll more than three screens and I like them to be all consolidated and because I like to play whack-a-mole and not have notifications on any single app Yes. or I'll turn the notifications off. Yeah. But if there's a software update, I've got six updates and like 28 email, I'm losing my head. And if you're a person with a thousand email notifications, you're also no shade, but we have no shade, (laughs) but you're the worst. (laughs) No shade, but you suck. (laughs) Just the worst. That was one of the most real B rad moments I've ever experienced. Like no shade against you, but yeah, you are all terrible. (laughs) You bother me more than my students that don't care. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to think about that girl. She's like rather hoop than, (laughs) Just a baller, you know. All right, man. Uh, let's just cut this thing. Why not? All right. Uh, weeklycatchuppodcast.com. You got any sign-off notes? Where, um, where can we find you? Yeah, so Brad Colvin on Instagram. Humble Brad, BRVD. And, uh, you know, Facebook, Bradley Colvin. Hit me up. <laughs> Facebook, my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at Carson C. Gibbons on Twitter. Carson Gibbons on Instagram. Go to weeklycatchuppodcast.com. Search us on the uh, iTunes app store. Please rate and subscribe. Shout out to all the new uh, ratings and reviews that we got. This I think we're up to like six or seven reviews. And Yeah, guys, definitely appreciate that. Again, shout out to family. George Rosa, hope you like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Another one, B. Shout out to uh, Courtney for yeah. graduating school this year, Our landing herself a, a podcast and man. man. Woo! Oh, yep. no, good to meet her. Glad the audience could meet her and. That's quite the uh, the foray. <laughs> yeah, Just man. bring her straight on the pod. That's right. All right, y'all. We'll All shout right. at you later. Take care.